Welcome to Woo Woo with Rachel Dratch, the podcast that explores the unexplained with humor and curiosity. Hello and welcome to Woo Woo with Rachel Dratch. I'm joined by my pal and co-host, Irene Bremis, and we are here to talk about all things woo-woo, such Ooh. as eerie occurrences, the paranormal, and things that might get you laughed out of a room full of scientists, <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> I'm joined by our guest, Craig Chester. Yes. Hi, Craig. Say hello. Hi, Craig. Hi. Hey, everybody. Okay. Good to Hi. be here. Thank you. Thank so you so much you for joining us. Craig is an actor, writer. Craig, I met you, oh my gosh, I guess like, oh my God, it's like 17 years ago. Oh my God. Wow. I, I can't believe wow. it. But let me just tell the, the listeners some of your amazing credits. So Craig was an actor from a lot of movies um, such as Swoon, I Shot Andy Warhol, Kiss Ooh. Me Guido, his own I movie, Adam and Steve, that he wrote. Oh, you might know him from Sex in the City as the Birkenbag guy. <laughs> and and oh, he's also a writer. He wrote on True Blood and the Big Gay Sketch Show. Love that. And show. he has a memoir called Why the Long Face. And now, Craig, when I first thought of doing this podcast, you were one of the first people that popped into my mind. I was like, I have to have Craig on as a guest. Actually, you and Peanut, Michael Thomas, the other guy that I've had on here, you guys both have like not just one story, but many stories. A life of woo woo. A life of woo-woo <laughs> and weirdness. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it was, it's hard to pick which story I thought of having you tell. But there is one story that you told me long ago. I mean, I think it was 2006 that you told me this story. And the story happened to you much earlier than that. And it has always stuck with me as, like, the pinnacle story of, you know, we just don't know, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of shifted my worldview, not to build this up too much as I have. <laughs> so, you know, as, as I sort of gathered stories of friends, I've noticed a lot of hotel ghosts. That's one thing. Top, top subject, ghosts in <laughs> hotels. But this one is not about a ghost and it's, it's just a whole other realm of, of woo woo. So I was like, oh my God, we must get Craig Chester onto this podcast. So first of all, Craig, you have a whole other story. <laughs> and like, not to make us all sound too woo woo at the very beginning. In other words, I'm crazy. <laughs> in other words, and another story is that you are the reincarnated version of Montgomery Cliff, but that's for another time. Aside from that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> back burner, the back burner, the past life as a movie yeah, star. That's the back burner, if you can believe it. Yeah. <laughs> now, most people, that'd be the headliner, but not Craig. For Craig, that's actually number two of his stories. <laughs> it's old hat at this point. It's old hat. But okay. But, and you can hear that. Okay, that's right. I would love to have you come back and tell that tale. Even though you did tell that story on the moth, which mm. I did have Irene. Oh, listen and to it was her incredible. It was so story. great. I thoroughly but enjoyed it. But I will it. say, I just have to shove this story in before <laughs> I go to astral projection. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. My reputation crashing and burning by the second. Okay. Anyway, 
<laughs> okay, just just for some context of that, we met under very woo-woo circumstances. So I was doing a movie, a little scene movie, which is a lot like a lot of my movies, called Spring Breakdown. And if you haven't checked it out, it's available somewhere. Um, <laughs> streaming. It's streaming. It's streaming. Now streaming. I can streaming. say streaming and I don't have to say DVD. Okay. So anyway, so it's available on streaming. And you so don't anyway, get paid either. Uh, yes, exactly. Right. <laughs> so, okay. So Parker Posey was in the movie and you were very good friends with Parker Posey. And that's how I met you through her. So the very first night I met you, we were on the lawn of Chateau Marmont because we're very fancy. Um, and apparently that's a very haunted hotel, but that's going to be for episode 98. Okay. So we were, and then you started to tell this story. And again, this is the back burner story, but you started to tell a story about how, well, do you want to say just like that a psychic, (laughs) I'm going on, I'm hitting so many whack-a-moles of crazy right now. Okay. And that, that, well, we met on the lawn of the Chateau Marmont. We actually met on the set and then we hung out at the Chateau Marmont because we were fancy. We were laying on the lawn on a blanket and eating like fried chicken sandwiches from from a deli and um and i just was talking about at the time i was having this sort of crazy ghost story thing with montgomery cliff from these two psychics the psychic in la the psychic in new york were both telling me the same thing that monty was around me and like guiding me and all this stuff wait let me just let me just interject for a second it wasn't like you went to a psychic and they told you you were at a dinner party and then you were at some other well, gathering. The, the, the first psychic I went to, I went to because I wanted career advice. I, I directed okay. Adam and Steve. It was about to come out. And I wanted to know which agent to sign with. I was at, should it be like Gersh or UTA? <laughs> so because agent, the spirit world cares. <laughs> the spirit world has a say in which agent to go to. I know, exactly. That, that was my starting point as a spiritual person. Okay, the starting gotcha. point was like, what agent? That's as deep as it went. Okay. So I went to see this psychic because I heard that Chris Cooper went to him. And I like Chris Cooper. So I went to... The second and the appropriate saying I'm Reverend Catherine, and she, as I was talking to her and asking her questions about my career, what to do, she was like ignoring me. And she's like, there's this guy next to you who's an actor. He's gay. He's dead. I'm like, is it Brock Hudson? She's like, no. And I'm like, is it Montgomery Clift? And she's like, that's him. That's him. He's jumping up and down. So she told me all this stuff about Montgomery Clift and was going to guide me and was going to write this thing and set the record straight about him. And so I, I just sort of like felt like she Googled me and like, I'm a gay guy who's in show business. Of course, I'm going to like my camera because I felt like she scammed me. So I went to LA. Mm. Thank you so much. I left and I forgot about it. And then like a month or two later, I was in LA for the premiere of Adam and Steve. And I met this lady who told me the same. She was a psychic. And she said, there's a guy standing next to you. And that's who it is. My camera. So she told me the same thing apropos of nothing. So that was like my introduction to like the second half of my experience was, but really kicked into gear. My, my real like journey that I began. But in 1985, the story I think that Rachel's talking about. So anyway, I was telling this story at the Chateau Marmont and as I'm talking and telling the story, they're we like, were getting no, kind no. of creeped out. We were getting kind of right. like, oh, this is really, now I've rushed through this because we're going to have to have you back on to tell this story in its elongated form. We, I've rushed through the Monty Glyph because this is just the appetizer to the other story. But <laughs> while you were telling a story in the lawn, we were all getting kind of like, whoa, that's crazy. And, and then as you're telling a story, your cell phone starts ringing right and oh by the way your cell phone's ringer was set to like a like it wasn't just a ring it was like an eerie alien sound and so while you're talking suddenly like and so then and and suddenly you look you know you don't whatever we don't recognize the number it was was a number you didn't recognize so then and it kept ringing randomly to the point where we're like it was kind of freaking us out like what is this so then you look at the number 
And then I believe you called the we number called while we were sitting right there. Called it back. So it says, you have reached a non-working number at Paramount Studios, which is the studio... Then Montgomery Clift worked on it and did a place in the sun and all stuff. Oh my so, God! Come on. Yeah. So that, there was lots that of like crazy. The, thing, the thing about the, that story was like it was like synchronicity. You know, it was like it was all about synchronicity, like magical, like it was like bum bum. Like you talk about something, and then like that second, next, next second, something would happen. It was like, hi, it's real. So it well, was it, like this crazy. Very, that was the very first. Well, I, I guess I met you on the set, but the, when yeah. I remember meeting you, it was this. We're like, we had a woo-woo interaction the first time I met you. And because that, like, I don't want to skip over the fact that this message was calling from Paramount Studios. From Paramount. From a non-working number yeah. from Paramount Studios while yeah. he was telling this thing. And then he goes, that's Monty's studio. So that was just a, a really. It was, uh, it was, that was my intro was, to you. Yeah. When we met, it was when we went first sight. It was. It was. It was when we went first sight. And then we've had a whole bunch of other, like, I mean, the whole Monty Cliff thing is a whole other tale that we'll have to either listen to the moth or whatever. I I love that story. We've gotten the technical issues worked out so we can have you back. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Woo Woo with Rachel Drouch is sponsored by Factor. You know, I'm a busy working actor. (laughs) Well, maybe not this week. And maybe not the week before, but I know something's going to come along. And when it does, I'm going to be way too busy to cook for myself. And that's where Factor comes in. Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service. And it can help you fuel up fast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle while tackling all your holiday to-dos. Sure, we all love to cook, or that's what we tell people to make ourselves look good. But let's get real. Sometimes we are just too busy, like during the holidays. With shopping, entertaining, and preparing, Factor can make sure you get enough nutrition and take care of yourself while you're so busy taking care of others. With Factor, you can also rest assured that you're making a sustainable choice because they offset 100% of their delivery emissions and source 100% renewable electricity to their production sites and offices. So, this November, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door, ready in just two minutes, with no prep and no mess. Head to factormeals.com slash woo50 and use code woo50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash woo50. But now, here's the story. More woo? I know, I just raced through that. I really raced through that. Okay, but let me just tell you that Craig told me the story that stuck with me forever. And... Craig, why don't you, this so the year is 1980, I think? 1980, was that 19, 1986, actually. Okay, 1986. 1986. Okay. I was in Dallas, uh, where I'm from, and I was doing a play at, at a theater in Fort Worth called In the Boom Boom Room, which is like a sort of famous play. And um, I was playing like the gay guy. It's a stretch, I know. <laughs> and so there was this guy, I was doing a play, and it was like, you know, just a t- typical play. I was like 22 years old, and... um. There was a guy in my play named Wayne who was like this very unsophisticated guy who lived in like in, like, in a run, ramshackle you know apartment complex in on the outskirts of town. He was dirt poor, didn't have a didn't have a car, 
didn't have and was in a horrible relationship with this woman who was abusive to him. He was really not spiritual. Let's just say that. Okay. So I would pick him up every day to go to, to rehearsal, right? And he'd have a car, so I'd drive him an hour to Fort Worth every day. And every time I pick him up, he would be like in the car and be like, Well, I astral projected last night and left my body. And I'd be like, Okay. And I'd drive him. I was in the car with this guy for like 45 minutes a day. And he would tell me all these stories about how he would leave his body. And he would go and fly all over the place. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, well, let me just stop you. So just if you're listening and you're like, what? <laughs> what <laughs> so is so astral on? projection yeah. is when apparently a person says that they can leave their body. And now I've heard travel. like just travel around, but yeah. I've heard like, you know, like what you or hear hover. is like, I left and I hovered into the other room or whatever. And, yes. and there's... There's books about like how to train yourself to do this and stuff like that. So it sounds completely woo woo, right? But yes. but but the way you told me the story is that he started by saying he so he told you that he was able to astral project, and you're like, okay, whatever. Yes. But then before you before he said where he was going or whatever, you got in the car one day and you had had a dream. Do you remember this part of it? Well, what happened? What happened was I so I so he would tell me about how he would leave his body. His soul would leave his body. He would push his way through the through the ceiling of his apartment. He'd float up to this lady above him, her place, and he would see her like doing stuff, which I thought was weird. And then he would leave and fly out. And it, it's sort of like he would like when you're out of your body, he would say you can like just go wherever you want to go. Like if you just say like I want to go here, and you'll just go there. He's like I went to New York the other night. I pick him up. He'd be like I was in New York. Okay, right now. When you're hearing no when you're space. hearing this, are you thinking like? Okay, guy, whatever. I are you thinking literally like, like you, just if you could see my face, I was like, oh my God, how much farther are we to the theater? <laughs> so, you're like, not, he was this guy's so off crazy. Antipsychotic. Yes. Are you not? You're yeah. not believing this at the beginning. No, no, okay, no, no. Okay. I grew up a born again Christian. Okay. So I was like, so, I, so then one day he gets in the car. As soon as he gets in the car, he's like, well, you've got a really lustful mind, mister. Like a lustful mind. I'm like, what? And he's like, that dream you had last night about that black guy. <laughs> wow, come oh, on. I had a dream. I had a dream the night before about a black guy. And, and he was and he told me and my it was dream. A, it, it was a sexual dream. We got that, sweetie. Sexy dream. And, I, <laughs> and so I he, and we were driving on the freeway and he was and then he was telling me, Yeah, I just got and left my body and I was like, I want to see where Craig's living. Whoosh, I'm at your house, at my apartment, at your apartment. And I lived on the third floor of like a apartment complex in, in this town called Capel near, near Dallas. And he described like my, he described my dream. He described my bedroom, which was, I had like teal blue carpeting, which is really eighties. And he told me I had that. He's like, he told me there was a bedside table with like a picture on it of this guy. I was dating Paul. And he told me the picture of what he looked like. And he's wow. just like, come on and watch me have this dream. And he's this like, is when you that, just, but how can you like, see exactly. the dream? Okay. Let me just stop and say like, you're on the, you're on the third floor, so he's not looking through your windows. No, no. You have a teal carpet, which you're not going to be like, oh, let me guess, teal. Like, that's a yeah. weird thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, but then, so he was not only visiting your place, but he also somehow got into your dream space, which is like the right. stuff of sci-fi yeah, movies. I, I asked him, I'm like, how did you? And he's like, when you dream, you're on the astral plane. And that's also where you go oh, when you leave your body. Gosh. Okay. Okay. Let's pause so and people can pause. say, <laughs> what the? Think okay. about that. Okay. We'll pause for, for you to absorb this. And 
continue. Okay. And he said, I just remember this part. He said, when you, whenever, whenever you're falling asleep sometimes and you feel like you're falling, like that, <gasps> that's you leaving your body. You can send, you're slightly awake enough to feel that sensation of like falling. And that's the oh. sensation of when you leave your body. And he's like, that's what, and it would try to tell me like you could just go with that and not like react in fear. That's what happens. And so I was like, you know, totally freaked out. And like, you know, he, does, he didn't have a car. He didn't know where I lived. We lived really far away from each other too. He was not really on the way to the theater, but. So when he yeah. described your dream, like, well, how did he, he just said, oh, you have a lost line. Cause he was like, I decided to visit you on the astral plane. He just wanted to see, there. he wanted to see where I lived. And then he said, um, and uh, so that's, he just came in and he just like hung out and watched me. Oh, when I said to him, I'm like, and I was like, when he told me my dream, I'm like, don't do that. That's, don't do Personal. that. It freaks yeah. me out. Like, that's sick. <laughs> That's sexy. I don't want no <laughs> boundaries, but, you know. And, and he was like, I, um, <laughs> and he was like, um, and he was like, um, when you leave your body, you don't. When you see a person naked, they're just like looking at a chair. There's no difference. There's no differentiation between like you and naked or whatever sexy. It's all just like you're just you don't have any judgment about it. You're just like looking at it. So now I I thought I remembered this weird thing, which maybe I made up. Which in your when you were ha- when he told you that, did you remember? Wait a minute. I'm remembering that I looked over in my dream and I saw you there. Yes, oh, yes. I forgot that. Gosh. Get this. No. Get Come this. on. Yes. This is insane. Oh my gosh. I didn't really remember him. He wasn't he wasn't in my sex dream, but when I woke up that day, that morning, I thought I remembered having a dream. I felt like I'd had a dream about Wayne the night before, but he wasn't in my sex dream. Just to okay, okay, okay. Stuff. For a right, second, so I thought you looked over no, from your sexy times, and there was Wayne standing there looking at you like, like you were a chair, like you were a chair. But, <laughs> but okay. trying to sit okay. on me. Okay, okay. Oh. okay, but that's what I okay. I I took it one step too far. Yeah. But that alone to me is insane. So that alone is enough of a story right no there's more but before i get to the second portion of this did this change how you thought about i mean had you ever heard did you tend towards the woo woo before like like I, were I you had, open to this idea or were you like oh my gosh no. this is blowing my mind or what no i wasn't open to it and it was and it scared me and then i and then i but then it also piqued my curiosity because i was like how i had irrefutable proof to me that there was something real about it so i had no choice but to be like now I can't unknow this. Like this happened. Right. You know, well, I that's right. It. That's what's amazing to me about this story because, as much as I am a cynic and a skeptic, then I hear something like this, and it, there's kind of no explanation for how mm-hmm. this guy knew this. But then, it, but then it goes, it goes beyond. So then, well, I did. I didn't. Yeah, because I didn't. I literally didn't listen to anything he was saying to me. Blah blah blah. Like the Charlie Brown teacher the whole time. And then once he, this happened, I started paying attention to what he was saying. Like I'm like. I went and said, I started listening. He talked about UFOs. He talked about, you know, like he talked about um, life on other planets. And he, he told me he'd been abducted. He was able to travel to these places. Now I mean, he told him he'd this. been abducted by aliens? Abducted yes. by I aliens. I didn't know this part. Okay, this, was now, it's, there's a lot going now it's on. losing whoop, whoop. credibility. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going we've down gone back the other way. Forget he said that about the aliens. <laughs> we can cut that okay, out in the edit. That. We can Let's cut that edit out. that part yeah. out. Okay, so... <laughs> Then, how long before this next part of the astro projection? So so like, okay, yeah. Hold on to your hat, Irene. Hold on to your hat. Listeners, I hope you're sitting down. I hope if I'm you're sitting. driving, please pull over to the side of the road. <laughs> I need you in a safe spot for this part of the story. Okay. We're not liable. Okay. Good. 
I was, uh, so, <laughs> so I was, I was, uh, I was, so I started going, hanging out with him and we'd go to Denny's after the show. I wanted to, we would have, hang out at Denny's and he was so un, unspiritual in my mind because he had like a fucked up relationship. She was really mean to him and he would tell me about his life was a disaster, but he was so into this stuff. And so, and he, so he told me that he left his body when I, he's like, you know, when, he was like, I want to go where, I want to go where the nearest planet is that has life. And he's okay, like, wait, so all of a sudden, uh, okay, yeah, okay. Let Hold me on, stop here. Yes, because you told me this a different way. You told me that he said, <laughs> "No, you tell me which is the." You told me that he said, "Like, oh well, last night I went somewhere really far," and then you said, "He said, he said last night I went, I went to like I said I went someplace really far." He's like, normally when I, when I'm out of my body, it's like you know you go really fast. Like when I went to Chicago, it's just. You go so fast that you like feel like you're going to pass out. I'm thinking like, how can you pass out if you're not in your body? But he, and so he was like, and he's like, it's so overwhelming. And then he's like, I and he's like, I went someplace really far. I left my body and I said, I want to go to the nearest place with life on the planet. I want to meet the. I want to meet aliens. So like he's like, I'm flying really fast past the moon, past and flying really fast through space. And suddenly I'm at this. I'm at Jupiter, and then I'm like I'm like flying around Jupiter, and I go down. There's like a moon, planet around Jupiter, and and there's like this. And it goes in, it's all water. And, and, and I was so disappointed, Craig, because like the closest lap was like, there's these big lobsters under the water, these big gigantic <laughs> lobsters, like just like big dinosaurs and they're under the water. And, and he's like, he was really disappointed because he was wanting to have it hang out with, you know, like ET and he got like, he got like red lobster. And I was like, I was like, that's okay. I mean, this, a lot of the stuff he told me was so outrageous. And then like, you know, cut to. Okay, right. well, hold, hold the phone. Okay, okay, okay. okay. so okay. you had told me, he said, he said, last night I went somewhere really far and that you said, where? And he goes, well, I went to Europa and that you said like, oh, Europe, thinking he had just gone. <laughs> and he goes, no, Europa, it's one of the moons of Jupiter. So he goes to Europa. Europa. Right, Europa. Right. And now the year that he's telling He'd you He'd also been to Europe, by the way, also. Oh. He'd also, <laughs> oh, he's also been to Europe <laughs> as well. Trip. Well, no wonder his life is a mess. He's never in his body. He keeps traveling all over the place, right? Okay, <laughs> so Europa. Liar. Okay, so you told me that story in 2006, and you told other people this story. This is in my book. The story, is it yeah. in my book? Yeah, it's in my book. I think it yeah. is. So yeah. the year that you, he told you this was 19, what was it, 86? 86, said, right? yeah. Okay, so then- Cut two. Now, at the time, also the internet didn't exist back then either. Yeah, it's we need to no. say so. Your woo-woo was word of mouth. So, so he couldn't Google yeah. anything, right? <laughs> couldn't was, Google anything. Okay. Now, in the year, let's see, nineteen ninety-five. Oh God, it's coming. NASA's Galileo spacecraft orbited Jupiter, and they discovered that. Europa, oh. <laughs> and you can look this up now. Like Craig and I always yeah. text each other whenever we see Europa come up. <laughs> that Europa had like they were like if anywhere in our solar system were to have life, it would be Europa. And here's where yeah. I have a scientist come on and explain why that is. Or I read from Wikipedia to say that there are magnetic fields within Europa, and. Scientists think the most likely cause of the magnetic signature is a global ocean of salty water. Water, wow. And now we, as far as I know, this was not discovered until 1995. So even if Wayne wanted to go, like this just was not, people did not know this before this. So, and then if you read up on Europa, it says that 
if there could be life on Europa and that if there if it were to exist, it would imitate life on Earth's on Earth. deepest oceans, right. basically. And it said, like, you know, there might yep. be crustacean-like creatures that are on Earth. It might it could be similar. So yeah, and I and I I was I was pack, I was going to London to do a movie there like in 1990 around that same time 96 or something and I literally was watching I was packing the, my suitcase and I had Nightline on or something like that like a Nightline a late you know, news show and they they reported about this what Rachel just said and I was like oh my wait God. what year was this this was 1997 they reported on this. It was a new discovery. And that's when I was, I hadn't really thought much about Wayne, but when I saw that, I was like, oh my God. And now I, now, and then Rachel and I told the story. And now whenever there's new updates about, you know, the moons of Jupiter and, and potential Europa. life, there's like a thin layer of ice on Europa. They think there's, there's like a, you know, there might be something in the water underneath. So that's why we freak out. And we know exactly what's lo- lurking underneath the waters. Large lobsters. Large, delicious Large lobsters. lobsters. <laughs> <laughs> Yummy! Break out the butter and the bibs, everyone. He said they were huge. Wait, do you keep in touch with eat, Wayne now? Irene. Yeah, I know, no, and I, 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 I can't find him. I don't know where he's at, but I know that he's. I, I looked on Facebook. He's not on there. He was. He was a very unsophisticated guy who lived like in a in a trailer park. <laughs> I hope he doesn't hear this because you've said he's unsophisticated <laughs> about three times. He would agree. He would agree. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> was, okay. Um, you know, he lived in like a ramshackle apart, apartment complex, like sort of what I live in now. So I basically, I'm the new Wayne. Become Wayne. Okay. But we, we've wow. lost track of Wayne, so we can't question yes. no, him. We, I would love to find Wayne. Actually, I would love to find Wayne. I should, I should keep trying. But that be. is, that story totally blew my mind because it just made me think, okay, whoa, we don't, we, you know, we think we know everything. But then there's someone astral projecting to the moons of Jupiter. Right. And you can't judge a book by its cover because he's unsophisticated, as we've mentioned repeatedly on the show. (laughs) Emphatically, (laughs) he lives in a trailer (laughs) and he's pretty much worthless, except for Um, his knowledge of Europa and large lobsters. And he goes to Paris on the weekends if he wants to. So you might think he's unsophisticated. He's seen all the cities of the world. (laughs) So why is he unsophisticated? He's traveled so much. He has has traveled a lot. (laughs) He's very worldly. And otherworldly. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, what, Irene, what do you think of that story? I think it's extraordinary. I mean, how do you explain, okay, at the risk of sounding woo, uh, how do you explain this knowledge coming to light uh, almost a decade later? Right. Well, I he, mean, he talked at a about time, he, Yeah. 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 And, and now it's like, you know, whole aliens thing is like in the news too. So, like. Right. Know. So maybe he really was abducted when he was 13, by the way. Well, he, he, ta- he, ta- he told me that in a Denny's, he told me, it's, <laughs> it's, he told me that, um, in a, that uh, the rapture in the Bibles is aliens oh coming back to Earth. That that's, oh boy. That, that's coming and down from the skies. Like, but that they're, they bring in like peace on Earth and stuff. So. Oh. oh, okay. It's, so a, good, it's now, a good thing. Can't come soon enough, sweetie. Greg, sweetie, <laughs> I really need to find. Wayne, how can we do that? We need to get him on the show. <laughs> let's let's we'll figure it out. I have been you looking a while. Maybe he'll visit us if we he might concentrate hear, he might, hard enough. He might hear this and be like, "Hey guys, it's he me. might be here now." Season two. Whoa! Oh my gosh! So <laughs> when did you? So did that change how you thought about? Because when I heard that, 
like that really changed how I thought about. Yes, it did. I mean, I, my whole, it's even though I've had a lot of, I had a lot of woo-woo things happen to me. I'd never been something that I was like super interested in, like intellectually. So I didn't like, even though that happened, I wasn't like reading books and be like, oh, what's going on with astral projection? I bought Rachel yeah. a book about astral you projection did. once. Bought, so as a <laughs> yes. joke, he bought me this book, How to Master the Art of Astral Projection. I hate to say I may have decluttered it out of my house since, but, um, but it had exercises. It, it's it projected find someone out who of needs this it. apartment. I, <laughs> it had exercises. What I remember from it was is like you. It had like breathing exercises. Which anytime I heard breathing exercises, I'm out. Like yeah, it's just I'm out too. I can't go back to the point of I know breathing. it's like the first point of all of these things. And then I'm just like, oh, do we have to do breathing yeah. exercises? But that's how you start Elster projection. Right. Wayne told me to put like if I wanted to go someplace, he told me to write it down on a piece of paper and put it <gasps> under my pillow. And that would like help me to suggestion. Ooh. And I did it, but I didn't. And I never astral projected, even though he taught me. He told me about it, but tried to teach me. But well, it, I am kind of interested in the whole like the dream world as astral plane. Like right, what me is too. People that me have too. You know, if you see someone that's passed on in your dreams, like of course that could be just you know yeah. your wish fulfillment. Have you ever had a dream where that where that wound up coming true, like a predictive dream? Yes, Mine, yes, yes I've I had have, a bunch I of have. those. Have yes, you? I have a, I have a those, few of those. I have those. I think those I have are a very few common. of those. Those, yeah. those are, I, yeah. I believe in that because yeah, that's me happened too. to me a whole me bunch. Me too. Yeah. Well, I mean, I did you I, ever try to astral project, Craig? I mean, I tried, but I couldn't do it. I, I think I have too many control issues. I just can't. I'm not. I'm too like. I'm too. Yeah, it's like, probably your fault. It's probably your fault. It didn't <laughs> so, work. so, do you think that Wayne? <laughs> yeah, it's all your fault, go, Craig. <laughs> I'm just, I don't. I wouldn't go bungee jumping. It feels like it's like spiritual bungee jumping to me. It just feels like it would be too like. Interesting. Like I would be. Yeah, I need to be like I'm more of like a I need I like to watch I, I you know. Well, see, you I like want to everything. Watch. You pay attention to your life. It sounds like Wayne was very uh, detached from this world by the uh, description well, of his apartment and his chaotic life. He told his me unsophisticated he was, life and his unsophisticated <laughs> ways. Okay. Such a snob. Tell There's me, a sense of freedom to Wade, regardless of his unsophistication. Well, okay. it remind you know why he was yeah. such a good spiritual teacher is because yeah. the first my first spiritual teacher was a guy who was like not into like crystals and like he, oh, that's a he good just point. was yeah. very he was very normal and so yeah it was like even though his his life was a mess he still had this gift and and I learned that you can have the gift and of being psychic or whatever that's and still point. have like your problems in your own life it's not right. like it's not mutually exclusive so that because that was because. On the flip side, there's a lot of people that like wear, you know, crystals and and and, and like tie dye, and they don't know shit. They, they don't know they shit at all. They don't yeah. yeah, exactly. They're yeah. very tense. Yes. yes. So. I've never met anyone, or even heard of anyone. Well, I, met, I met I met Shirley MacLaine once, and I worked with her on a movie in Winnipeg. No, what? Yeah. wow! This? Wait a minute. This was a, what? <laughs> this was this... in uh, 2002. I worked on a uh, 2001. I worked on a movie called The Mary Kay uh, Battle of Mary Kay it was for CBS, and I I played like a hairdresser in the movie, <laughs> and um, but I got I wasn't in it. I got cut out. But but Shirley was in the movie, so I, I got to hang out with her, and I told her these stories I'm telling you, and she like oh she's big into astro projecting. She yeah what. What did she she's say done about? it. She does. She's done it. She. She. It was in her like uh, her TV movie okay. she did out okay. on a limb. Oh, sorry. Sirens outside. Verite coming to you live from gritty New York. <laughs> um, no, I was going to say I thought of Shirley MacLaine when I decided to do this podcast because she got such crap 
you yeah. know, at for a writing that book, time, like talking about past lives, right? But now I don't think she would have. Like no, people, not at all. Because like, remember, you know, when it's like the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, like, like she'd be the butt of everyone's oh, joke. Of course, which she we would. do it's to a lot of women, by the way. I've they noticed did looking to a back, lot of women. if I may take a little detour yeah. here, I've just noticed like when you look back on like those late night monologues, it was always like, the hysteria it was, like, of a woman bashing women. They'd pick her yeah. as the punchline. So yeah. anyway, that just goes along with that's the woo woo the woo woo um. You know, right. challenge because right. you're always ahead of your time. Like That's it always true. winds well, up I'm being ahead of my time. <laughs> I know, I know. So she was like so um, crapped upon for that. But I, but I am interested in what other interactions did you have about? She talked to well. She, I remember her talking about. She's like, Craig, you got to move out of New York because the, the the ice caps are melting. And Wait, what did she say? New York. Oh. <laughs> she said, move out. Of she's New like, New York's going to be underwater soon because of the melting. Sure, you know, the she was all about. That? Yeah, she was talking what about climate change. This? What year 2000, was 2002. 2002. Oh and I was God. like, God, and we know it's, it's oh moving in that God. direction. We should listen to her. And I, said to her and, I said, and I was like, I live on the second floor, Shirley. I'll be okay. Oh she God. was like, you know. But she, <laughs> a lot of fun. stuff that she talked about, that she talked a lot about UFOs. She was really into that big time. Um, and she talked a lot about reincarnation. She thought her, her, her dog, Terry, was her sister from my past life. And talked a lot about that. I'm sorry, and, um, that just makes me laugh a little bit. I know. It's like, remember what I just <laughs> said in defense of her a second ago? Uh, maybe scratch You that. had me okay. until Terry, your dog you is your sister. Me until- <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you lost me. Oh, here, but my dog just walked into the room, though. Woo, she heard. We had, uh- <laughs> we had, we had a lot. We had a lot. I mean, we, that's all she talked about. We would go to dinner after, you know, when yeah. we finished shooting, we'd go to dinner and she was, she loved me and she was, it was all she talked about was woo woo. That was her. Whoa. She loved it. She, she was all about woo woo. Okay. And then like Dean Martin and like Frank Sinatra stores on the side too. But yeah. Okay. Wow. Wow. Right. Life yeah. in yeah. showbiz. Uh, <laughs> my dog literally walked in right when you said that about. Shirley. My God. So maybe this is. <laughs> Your maybe Ruffles is telling me. Or Ruffles walked in to listen to Shirley. So uh, yeah, I just I guess I just wanted to say like I've never heard of anyone else astral projecting though. Like you hear about people with psychic stories. You hear a lot of ghost stories. But I've never, this is the only one I've heard. I mean, I think the closest thing to astral projecting is near-death experiences, where you hear a lot of those testimonials, where they leave their body, they go to the light, and they come back, right? Yes. Or they hang out in their their room. They watch everybody doing shit. And it's the same idea. Yeah. So it can be done. We know this. And I don't think you have to be- (laughs) It's science. Irene just said that it's true. It can be done. We all know this. Okay, if you this can see me every, right now, I'm about to make a medical they, they leave their body and they, they, okay. leave their body and they go okay. down the hall. And you don't have to die trying, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, no. well, that story just stood out to me. I've carried that with me since you told me back in 1990, whatever that was. Um, or 2006. <laughs> 2006, when yeah. And whenever I read anything about Europa... Keep your ears peeled because Europa always comes up in the news. Oh, I will. So when the lobsters come for us, (laughs) you heard it here first. When our lobster overlords come, (laughs) we told you here first on Woo Woo. Lobsters Um, think humans are delicious. I was abducted by a giant lobster. The Rachel Dratch story. Why does my backside have butter on it? Oh, God. Oh, Irene just got probed. She just made a probing joke. Oh, okay. Um, Craig. Oh, my God. I hope we can have you back for your Montgomery Cliff oh, madness. Be, be honor. Thank you. It's so awesome. This Thank was so fun. So Thank you so much Thank for coming you. on. So, so happy to be do, here. Should we do a Penji reading? Just, oh, yes, we'll of course. So Irene reads, more does readings with a pendulum. 
No way. Because of I course she does. So anyway, spirit. if you have a, if, I mean, we spirit. might use this maybe once. Spirit, yes. Spirit yes. talks through this pendulum that you see that she okay. bought on Amazon. Yes. For how much? <laughs> I don't for know. Like, I think $10. But she but says it's never wrong. She says it's never wrong. She calls right. her she. She says she's never wrong. The goddess She's pendulum. never wrong. Pendulum. So if you wrong. have a yes or no, I don't know if you want to know what agent you should go with. <laughs> something <laughs> something big like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 but you can, you can think of a yes or no question. Okay. When will I be uncanceled after this show? Oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Never. You're permanently canceled. Okay. And Wayne is coming um, for you. Wait, so hold on. Wait, before we do this, okay. Before we, <laughs> Wayne's going to have his own video okay. rebutting this video. He's going to have his okay. rebuttal podcast about us. Okay. He's going to have his own show like Oprah. Yeah, he is- Okay, wait, before you it's do it. It's going to be called so unsophisticated so Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Sorry. <laughs> okay, so before. Wait, okay, we don't want you to tell us your question till after the Penji answers it. Meditate. Okay. Okay, you got it? And once yes. once it starts, Penji moves, then you'll, once we have our answer, then you can tell us what it was. Okay, okay so are you thinking go. of it? Okay. Okay. I hope it's good. I hope it's good. Okay. Oh, she's she's really moving. Oh. It's going really fast to yes. It's a yes. Oh, wow. Wait, no, he'll do, she'll do Let it again. Do it again. Just I do to it twice. Sure. I do a safety, sweetie. Always a safety. Oh, and it's a okay, double. It's another, it's another yes. Okay. What was it? So what did you ask? So I, I have an opportunity to go to New Mexico for a month to work on my book, and I wasn't sure if I should go. And I, that was my question. Okay, so yes, pack your bags. Oh, pack your bags. Wait, you're As going to New speak. Mexico. And if you could astro, astro project, you could be there too. You can get there for free. You can get there for free if you can astro project there. It's a okay. lot cheaper. I think just wait, wait did this because it was a lot less, it was more cost effective. <laughs> Definitely, but how do you bring your bags though? That's a question. Yeah, that's tough. You might arrive with nothing, but yeah. your, your baggage. You know? Your baggage. Oh, there you go. Okay, so should we ask one more question? It's kind of weird that we do two and not. One or three, I guess, right? Okay, okay. well, we'll do we one just, more. Okay, we'll do one more, I guess. What the heck? Are do you, you have another of- question or do you, is that all you wanted to know? No, I'm pretty crazy. <laughs> I could do this all day. Okay. <laughs> okay. Have you so been paying attention? <laughs> okay, think of another question. Okay, let me think of a question. Okay, okay. If you want to. Okay. okay. Do you have one? Question has been asked. Ooh, now Ooh. it's going the other way. It's saying no, right? Wait a minute. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm it's not saying no. Let me let me check it again. We always have to do two. Okay, Got to okay. make sure it's knows what it's talking about. Okay, you're thinking about it. Yes. Oh, oh it's going yeah. no again. Wow. What did you ask? Oh, I'm scared. I so I have a new dog, and I had a dog for 15 years named Olive, and so I wondered right. if my new dog was the reincarnation of Olive, and I and I. Oh. And I don't think she is because she doesn't like peanuts and Olive loved peanuts. So I was wondering if she really was like, oh, so t- and I, that we're resonates double, with me. Double woo-woo with that. We're asking about okay. a reincarnation question and of we, the Penji. We, <laughs> we asked a reincarnation and Penji said no. Okay, well. Yeah. That resonates. I, that's true. That's a deep question. Person, usually, we haven't done this much, but usually it's questions like, should I go to New Mexico? Yeah. And you asked a more a deeper question. I think I would have let's been. Do a, a third, uh, let's, let's do a third. Let's do a third. One. Just rule okay. of three. Okay. I, can ask, okay. Okay. I can ask a career type one. Okay. okay. Not that it. you have to. Okay. You okay. can ask okay. whatever. All right. Oh, God. Okay, Don't tell on. us what it is. Okay. Because, okay. okay. Because you can't, sweetie. It just, it's, yeah, a, okay. it's a thing. Okay. 
Wait, stop. Go ahead. Stop. The stop music. it. Okay. Okay. okay we're ready. Go. If you have one, you have one, Craig. Yes, I'm thinking hard on it. Okay. Oh, looks like oh whatever God. it is, Wait. it's a yes, Wait, sweetie. That looks like. Oh, that's a yes. Oh, that's okay. a yes. Okay, that's a big yes. That's a big yes. Hold on a second. Let me see again. We're double checking the science of this. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> and you heard it here first. You hover above your body when you die. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's a known fact. Okay, it's a it's yes. It's a known fact. What was it? What was the uh, Should I make a sequel to Adam and Steve, which I'm working on right now? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. The spirit, the Adam spirit and Steve, world it's wants Adam it. Kenji has spoken. <laughs> Adam and Steve, 55 plus. It's oh. the, the same characters in a gay retirement community in Palm Springs, which is oh, that's where good. I live. Gay retirement community in Palm oh, Springs? Oh, come on. I've watched the hell kidding? out of that. I've watched the hell out of it, too. <laughs> Penji says, Speaking pers- and hell Penji- yeah. Penji's yeah. buying a ticket day one. Okay, awesome. Penji says, hell yeah. Penji ye. wants to come to the opening. Um, all right, <laughs> Craig, this was so much fun. I know, so much, so fun. much fun. So I many laughs. This. this is so great. Please so have many me back laughs. at any time. So many laughs. This was amazing. Oh, yeah. We'll have to have you back for the for the, your other stories. For the Monty yes. story. Yeah. Which is and fantastic. Make sure check, check the troubleshooting section if you get lost. Of of Astro Projecting Book? <laughs> yes, yes. I have to go buy that book again <laughs> now that I'm now that I'm spiritually what ready. Up, what if it wound up in my what if it wound up in my like local newspaper? <gasps> yes. Oh, like, my oh my gosh. God. Or like I found it under the my sequel. bed the tonight. And there's like sound effects going. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Thank you so much, thank Craig. You I can't guys. think this was so day. much fun. Bye, Craig. Thank you okay. so much. Bye. Thanks for joining me on this journey into the world of woo-woo. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Woo-woo with Rachel Dratch is a Q-Code production. Executive produced by David Henning and Steve Wilson. Produced by Alexa Gabriel Ramirez. Edited by Ben Milchev. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.